Welcome everybody. This is Maranatha Remnant Global Ministries. My name is Christian Gossett. We're uh, very grateful that you guys can join in today, either on Zoom, on Instagram Live, in person, on Facebook Live, and on the podcast. God bless you guys. We love you. Um, today I'm going to be teaching, so we got a guest speaker today, which is a blessing because uh, I need a little bit of a break, <laughs> so <laughs> it works. But um, before I introduce her, um, does anyone have any praise reports or anything they would like to share or testify that God's done for them this past week? I do. Go ahead. Um, I had surgery today, um, the 16th was a month ago, October 16th, mm-hmm. and uh, I went in for a spinal cord infusion, and um, they did a part of, it was major, major surgery. Mm. And um, my left leg was almost like, I would say almost like 90 or 95, uh, just numb, tingling, cramp, pain for like almost six years. And um, taking a lot of of pain medication and just suffering, long suffering. But I always, always kept, I know God kept his promise to me that they have my surgery. Because I told him, if um, God, you're the only one who can heal me. And I know that if you heal me, just the, what you think I, I need that, that that day, I had my surgery. And he knew what I, he, he knew what I asked him for. And uh, he did. He did. He healed me. He, he, my leg is almost 75% almost back to normal. Glory to God. That's huge. And it's a lot, and they, and it's a lot. Every day I notice, every single day that it's getting better and better and better. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to cry, because then I can't finish my, my testimony. Mm. But um, he, he did keep his promise, so I need to keep mine. Yep. And minus is minus to serve him better, and also use this as a testimony. Okay. Because it is a strong, strong, strong testimony. And um, and I'm going to just serve him till the day God takes me home. Okay. And I'm going to be strong and I'm going to be the light. And I just want to, I just praise him and I love him with all my heart because he knows how, how much I, I suffered. Right. Glory to God. He is your deliverer, right? We talked about this Amen. Monday. Amen. He's Amen. the he's the healer, right? Amen. Amen. And that's part of the covenant, right? Through salvation is, is healing. If you haven't Amen. if you guys didn't uh hear that on Monday, by all means go ahead and, and, and listen to that. You know, it's really powerful. It was a good word on Monday. We also had um 
we had prayer yesterday, which was super powerful, a move of God. Um, I try to make every time when we do this stuff not to waste people's time, right? Our, our time is valuable, and we can't get it back. So why not be effective in the Spirit of God? Why not be moved by the Spirit of God? Why not let the power of God really have control of our prayer meetings, over our healing meetings, over our preaching so um, I encourage you guys, if you're really looking for a move of God, the power of God, it's here. I, it, there's no doubt about it. It's here. Um, but you have to be open and you have to want it. You have to have a willing heart to receive. Um, someone, uh, I won't mention his name, but he called me after the meeting and he was like, he's like, man, he's like, I felt so much peace. I had so much joy after that prayer meeting. He's like, I haven't felt like that ever since the Daniel Kalinda breakfast meeting. And that is a huge evangelist that wins millions of souls. So I'm telling you, like, it, it, it matters about the heart, right? Your heart posture about are you wanting to receive? Are you wanting something uh, from the Lord? So come expecting today. That's what I'm trying to say. Come expecting and pull on the anointing, right? Whoever might be preaching because they have a special gift. They have a special talent. And um, I just want you to not come here just folding your hands or folding your arms and saying, okay, perform. You know what I mean? Like, oh, entertain me. It's, it's not, we're not here to entertain you. We're here to give you the word of God in truth and in power and in love with no compromise. So glory to God. Um, just a qu quick couple updates. I, I preached in Pakistan through telecommunications uh, this past Sunday. Had to wake up real early, like 4.30 in the morning early. But I preached at 6, and um, it was a good turnout, especially with only a few days um, that we gave the people to come. It was over like 200 people. Uh, I preached to predominantly slaves um, that are under Muslim contract within Pakistan. So if you think your life's rough, how about theirs? You know what I mean? It, it really takes you out of perspective. Like, they are wanting to hear from the Lord. They they want freedom. So the freedom through the gospel is just by far better than any freedom that you can have. Because um, it's a freedom from sin, from death and the grave. You know, it's it's freedom from hell. It's, it's, a, it's eternal life forever. You know, this life is temporary. It's short. It says, you know, in the, in the book of James that our life is like a vapor. You're here um, in the morning and then you're gone right? It's like a flower, right? You, you, you bloom, and then by, by summertime or by then, you're already crisp and you're done. You know I mean, it's literally that, like we're, we're just here for a moment. So make it count. And um, what was crazy that the Lord was telling me, he wanted to pray for blind eyes at 4.30 in the morning when I'm, I'm getting awake, and I'm just like, Lord, really? Like, and he's telling me over and over, blind eyes, blind eyes, blind eyes. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to mention it. I don't know who's, who is blind there. I don't, I don't have no idea. They're 8,000 miles away. It's a 12-hour difference in time zone. But God wants to do something. So we have to be obedient to answer God's call for our lives. And, you know, I haven't had training to preach to people internationally, okay? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't go to school for that, okay? The thing is, what I'm trying to tell you is that we have to depend on the Holy Spirit for every time 
we preach, every time we pray, every time we read our word, every time we are in communion with him because I, I'm, I'm not no special teacher. You know what I mean? I ain't no, like, God's gift to man. It's the thing is, is that we are led by the Spirit of God. It says, therefore, whoever is led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God, that all creation is eagerly groaning and waiting for the sons of God to reveal themselves. Romans chapter 8. So, I, I made an altar call, and I had them come up, and a bunch of people started coming up. A bunch of people started coming up to get healed. And they were coming left and right, and I could feel the anointing come on me. So the thing is, when you feel the anointing come on you, that is Holy Spirit almost putting his hand on, his on your shoulder and saying, I got you. Let's do it. Let's rock and roll. Let's go. I'm here. Let's, let's get it. So I want you to feel confident in that place because it is terrifying. It is uncertain, right? You don't know what's going to happen. And we just start, I just start praying for people. You know, I know Chelsea's not biased. She'll tell me if the anointing's not there or not. And she said, like, she could feel the anointing, like, come in this place. And also, she was in the restroom, and she got healed, too. Because yeah. she heard me preach. I'm like, digestive system be healed. I mean, I was going in, and she just received it. So the thing is, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you take, take, take a word from the Lord today. That's what I want you to say. If it's a word of knowledge, if it's a word of wisdom, because we were praying for people, and people... I believe we're being healed. I didn't see him right then instantly because it was a lot of people. So we kept going through and, and trying to pray for as many as possible. But this little girl, she's probably smaller than Amaya, comes up to the front. Comes up to the front. And she, her whole, her, a big part of her back is like ripped open and blood. And I couldn't, I can't see because it's dark. It's really dark. They don't have really great, you know. Um, audio equipment or visual, um, you know, uh, video cameras or anything like that. So I had to try to hear what they're saying. You got to think. I, they're translating. I can't speak their language. So I'm trying to like, I'm like, Lord, you just got to heal them. Because I, th I, I, I thought I heard boil. Like she has a boil on her back. So I'm like, I curse it to the root. Da -da -da -da, and I prayed for her. And you could tell like, like the peace of God came upon her. And she was so cute because I like she Nassim would send me pictures and she's just like a little girl. So you know what she really reminded me of? Um Angelica, but like just more tan. More tan. Yeah. And she was a cute little Pakistan girl. And I don't know what what it is, but that right there moved me. Like I mean, I was moved. Like after that, I was like, Lord help me to keep praying for these people. And we prayed for uh deaf ears. We prayed for all these things. So I'm waiting to hear from Nassim because it's in a whole different uh, village. Um, so in that village, they actually make brick. So she was telling me they're like the Israelites in Egypt. Like they make, like they mortar, like brick and mortar type stuff. Like they make it by hand. So just be thankful for the, for the life that you got and that uh, you have the freedom in Christ and we can enjoy this time together, you know. Um, as family and brothers, but please, please pray for them. Please pray for Nassim, and please pray for the House of Prayer Ministries, if you can. You can add that to your prayer list. They're doing great things. We were able to give shoes to the kids. Their shoes were, like, completely ripped open. I mean, it looked like a, like, just, you could see all the layers of how ripped it was, and we were able to bless them with shoes, and they loved it. I was going to show Chelsea that we were, we were able to do that for them. So, 
we give to all types of foundations. Like right here, Feed Starving Children, we, we, we give. We're cheerful givers. We give a lot, and we sow into the kingdom, one for Israel. I'm getting letters from people saying, thank you for your giving. Thank you for your giving. When you become a cheerful giver, Jesus said that he gives seed to the sower, and he multiplies that seed. So if you're wanting your finances to grow, if you're really wanting to make an impact for the kingdom of God, well, you better sow seed. You better sow seed, I'm telling you, and sow it in good soil. You'll see the harvest. I, I'm telling you, I've had tons of blessings that God has given me because we sow, mm -hmm. and, we're, and we're faithful to do so, even to the people that we don't want to sow to. I got, I got touched by the Lord this morning. He says, Christian, don't be bitter. Sow into them. I said, okay, I won't. <laughs> I'm like, they look at me like, the, like I'm the devil, and he's like, sow to their ministry. And I said, okay, Lord, I will. So anyways, also, we have a tent revival this Sunday at Wilcox, Arizona. Um, please pray for us. Please keep us in your prayers. We're going to a place that I've never been. Um, I heard the Spirit of the Lord tell me on Friday when we're going to Flagstaff to go to Wilcox. So we're going to be faithful to, to do so. Um, but while you know we're getting it to the end of the year, I really want you guys to think about have you grown this year with the Lord? Like, do a self-evaluation. Like, are you in the right place with the Lord right now? Are you on track? Are you on assignment? Are you becoming more mature? Because when you can, because what the Lord says is that we need to judge ourselves. He says, judge yourself before you become judged. I'm paraphrasing, but that what he's saying is that Judge yourself of where you're at spiritually and if you're battling with sin so that you don't have to face judgment later. I don't know who I, why I need to say that because someone's pulling on that. But anyways, it's not too late to turn to the Lord. It is not too late to give your life to Christ. There's people dying every day. Every day. You know, we got bad news just right now before we got before we're doing this, you need to know that life and death are always there. And why, what I'm trying to say is choose life, right? That's what the Lord says. There's life and death in front of you. Choose life, okay? So before we go any further, because I'm done, um, let's welcome Maggie Gossett as a guest speaker today. Come on. Woo! Come on. Bring that fire. Bring that fire. Hi, everyone. I just want to thank the Holy Spirit for this opportunity. Just thank you so much, Father. I yield to you. I surrender to you. Use me, Father. I'm a vessel. Just speak through me, Father. I humble myself. Um, so I'm going to talk about, um, I initially wanted to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit and the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. But <coughs> Holy Spirit shared with me, he was saying, you can't operate in the gifts or in in that power unless you're uh, grounded and rooted in his word and his presence. So, so I just started to study that. And um, 
and you know we have to be grounded and rooted in order to hear his small voice right we have to silence the world we have to silence all the voices our phones social media the news they're all talking to us and we have to silence silence that and be quiet so we can listen to him his presence is as close as your breath Come think on. about that like he he breathed life in, into us so just be still and just be quiet like I had to do that I was like I was just hearing it was too much it was too much stimulation I had to just like shut the radio off and just be quiet and drive in his presence and say Holy Spirit speak to me I need you you know and and that's when you hear him it, it's just the world is so loud and if you're listening um, to anger and fear that's going to grow inside you mm-hmm. you know what are you we have to ask what are we listening to Anyways, so you can walk in the power and the gifts, just be patient, but you can also accelerate your pace with the Lord, right? You can start, you know, it's up to you. It's how much do you hunger, how much do you thirst for his word and his presence, then he'll accelerate. I've seen people, because I was a Christian for 500 years on the couch, and I've seen these young, young folks just like pass me by because they're equipped with the word, right? Because they're meditating on the word, they're on fire. So don't think, oh, just because someone's young, you know, they're not wise. If they're in the presence and if they're in the word, they'll, they'll leave you in the dust. I've seen it, I've seen it happen. Um, so anyways, so, I was, so I'll be talking about transformation, right? And um, we need transformation to, to, because when you become born again, when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Holy Spirit comes inside you, right? So you have the kingdom of heaven. You, you have righteousness. But the thing is, we have to renew and transform what our mind, our soul, our mind, will, and emotions. That's what we have to transform and renew. And we can only do that with the Word and His presence. Um, and I just totally encourage you to, to just seek Him. Um, oh yes, when I first got saved 30, 30 years ago, I would listen to CDs, tapes, and books, and I went to church, but I never read my word. I never read my word. I was just, I would read books about the word, listen to tapes about the word, and CDs, but you know what? My foundation was not strong. It was not strong enough, and I fell away. I fell away for a long time, and I suffered a lot, and I made really wrong choices with my life. I'll share this with you, I'll be transparent with you guys, but I was so down in the dumps that I, you know, I attempted to take my life, and anyways, that's a whole other story, but I just want to tell you, you can, you can be at church, you can listen to tapes, you can listen to books, but if you're not in the Word and if you're not in that presence, you are not going to have that foundation when the storms come. You will be, I'm telling you, I was at every church event. I was, ask my mama, I was there seven days a week when the doors opened, I served, I taught, I did all kinds of stuff, but I was not in the Word. And I talked to Holy Spirit, but I didn't know Him. As my best friend. I didn't know him as my teacher. I didn't know him as the comforter. I 
didn't know him as his advocate. I didn't know him like that. I didn't know him intimately. You know, I didn't, you guys. It's mm -hmm. sad, but, you know, it's true. And that's why now I encourage people to, to just be in his word and be in his presence. Um, so just even recently, I'll be transparent, I love to listen to teachers. I, I have these great teachers I listen to. Y'all know, but I won't say who they are. But they teach a little bit different on this doctrine, on this one topic. And I started feeling confused. I was like, oh. I'm like, these guys are both great teachers. You know, they're not false prophets. They're, they're great teachers, but they teach differently about this topic. And I was starting to get confused. I was going to get frustrated. And then, no joke, I, 30 minutes later, I open my Bible, and there's confirmation right there. Holy Spirit, in red letters, solved that confusion, and it was in the Word. So, I was like, wow. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh. And not to say these teachers are bad, but they could be limited. They, they don't have, they're not everybody knows everything, and, you know, maybe they don't have revelation in the area. And the thing is, there's also like the fivefold ministry, right? There's apostles, pastors, teachers, what is it? Y'all prophet, evangelist, right? And sometimes they teach on certain things and they're gifted in certain things and maybe they don't know much about this other topic. You know what I mean? Whatever the reason is, we have, we have to be rooted in the word. We have to go to the teacher. You know, Jesus is the word, you know, and, and and the teacher is the Holy Spirit, and he will teach you things. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, okay, so I'm going to share these scriptures. Hebrews 13.9. It says, Be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace. So again, right, if you're not rooted in the word or communion with the Holy Spirit every day and asking him, Holy Spirit, teach me in your word, you, you're going to go like this. You're going to go into those strange doctrines. And there is doctrines that are out there. Y'all know, right, like there's some that, you know, like have like just crazy stuff, right? Like y'all know all those false doctrines that are out there. I don't have to say it, but. That's why we have to be in the Word every day, every day. So I want to also share Ephesians 4.14. I'm going to read the Amplified. It's a, it says, so that we are no longer children, spiritually immature, tossed back and forth like ships on a stormy sea, and are carried about every wind of shifting doctrine by the cunning and trickery of unscrupulous I can't say that word men by the deceitful scheming of people ready to do anything for personal profit wow. so if we do not know the word we will not be able to discern what is a false doctrine we're not going to know who a false prophet is and now because I am in the word I'll listen to somebody and I'm like oh, oh, oh that doesn't mm, mm, that's not so it's not checking, right? It's not confirming in the spirit. And then you go look in the word, you know? So people, and that's what the enemy does. He's subtle, he's crafty. He just skews the word a little bit. And that's all you need is, you know, 
to have those doctrine of demons, those false doctrines. It's just a little, a little twisting of that word. Um, so another thing is, if you, I, what I've learned in my experience, if you don't have that foundation, you are not going to be stable. You're gonna have a lot of drama in your life. You're gonna have a lot of emotions. You're gonna be a, an emotional roller coaster. You're just going to be like, okay, I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm depressed. You know what I mean? You're going to be driven and led by your emotions. And when you're stable, when you're nourished, when you have that foundation, you, you're going to have a peace. You're going to have, um, you're not going to be driven by your emotions. You're going to have that firm, firm foundation. Um, and I've also, if you're, I've noticed, you won't be focused on the kingdom of God. You'll be focused on your own life. In your own little sphere you're not gonna you're not gonna accomplish the will of God you're not gonna accomplish your calling um, so so we're called to be true 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 real disciples okay that means a follower of Christ a real disciple guess what guys does the will of God does 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 the will of God is a doer not just a hearer but they're a doer. It puts God's will first, not my own will, not my family, not my job, not my, you know, just my sphere. It puts the kingdom. So Matthew 6, says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Um, I'll keep going and then I'll share my testimony. In Luke 14.33, it says, In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything, you cannot be my disciple. Mm. Does that slap you in the face? Yeah. <laughs> in the same way, those of you who do not give up everything, you cannot be my disciple. I'm not sure. It's Luke... Luke 4233. Is it in red letters? Ooh, that's from Jesus. It's in red letters. Ooh. Luke 1427. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow, 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 follow me cannot be my disciple. So what I'm saying to you is seek the kingdom, be a disciple, right? God is going to take care of you. He's going to add all this unto you when you seek him first and his kingdom. Um, I have a testimony. Um, I lived in a townhouse for 20 years and I always, you know, I was, I hope like, oh, one day I hope I have a house. And it's not till I started seeking the kingdom that God gave me this house. And I went to see this house, no joke, 20 minutes, all the rooms were dark, and um, I don't recommend this, but you know what I mean? I just went in, and I was like, okay, I like this house. But it's not till I got in there when I moved in. I saw all these features that I always wanted, and the Lord knew that. Like, all these little things, like, oh, like I always wanted this, I always wanted that. Like, I counted all the blessings tied into this home. It was over 33 blessings. Like, I just wrote it down. And 
No, my God, mm -hmm. you, my God, because I took care of his kingdom because oh. I said yes to the call because I laid down my life. Mm -hmm. God, God gave me this beautiful house. And I'm just telling you, don't seek your house. Don't seek your career. Don't seek your job. Yeah, of course, we're to be, we're supposed to be good stewards, of course, mm -hmm. and good employees and work unto the Lord. And God will promote us. He'll prosper us. And, but let him do that, right? Let him open the door. And then also, because we were so blessed, my, it turned my husband, he saw the goodness of God. And he repented and he said, wow, God's been so good to me that he started to go to church and he hadn't been going to church for like four years. So my thing to you is like, I could have been worried about my house, 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 my husband, 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 but I didn't. I was like, I'm just gonna seek the kingdom, right? I'm gonna mm -hmm. seek him and I have peace. I have joy. I have fulfillment. I have contentment. I found my life. Like before I was a wreck, I was, <laughs> driven by my emotions. I was always cranky. No, I wasn't really cranky, but I was walked in unforgiveness. I was touchy. I was offended. Yeah, I was. You call yourself a stress head. I was a stress head. I had anxiety. I was just like, I always thought people were talking about me. And I was like, I always, like, what is that, paranoia? Yeah. I, and I always thought like, like, I don't know. I was just always driven by my emotions. And I, I just, yeah. Share what, share what Lisa said to you today. Oh. Uh, so my sister-in-law was like, you know what's crazy? Last year you got a house on your birthday, and this year you're having a baby shower on your birthday. What else is going to be for next year? Ooh. And I said, I, I didn't even realize that, but it's because me and my husband prayed we got the house because me and my husband prayed we got the baby right and she was like wow that's all you wanted me to share right? yeah and the thing is like chelsea and christian they seek the kingdom right like chelsea simultaneously is doing kingdom work but god as her baby chelsea's doing tent revivals having bible studies she's seeking the kingdom she's blessing people she's and god gave her a beautiful house like we you know, yeah, like we she didn't put the house first, she didn't put her baby first. She came to a one bedroom in the basement of mm -hmm. my father in law and mother in law's house and we almost been in this house for a year. Yeah. November twenty first. Yeah. Mm. So it's this small guys. This was my room. Yeah. It's like a ten by ten room like you couldn't put a ten by ten tent. <laughs> <No, laughs> so I'm telling you, you seek the kingdom of God. With like All a bunch of other people in that house. Huh? With a bunch of other people in that house. Heck yeah, it's like the Brady Bunch and Full House put together. Yeah. Mexican like Brady. fighting for the shower and everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. And the thing is, right, they they seek the kingdom and they're mm -hmm. doing it together, right? Like they're seeking the kingdom and these things are added, these things are added, these things are added. Um, so I just encourage you guys to seek the kingdom and God is going to bless you and, and, and not just in material things, that's nice, but emotionally in your soul and your spirit and your emotions, it's in your mind, you're going to have a sound mind, you're going to have the mind of Christ, you're not going to have, you know, you're going to know your authority, you're going to know your identity in Christ, you're going to know how to shut 
these demons that talk to you, that say kill yourself, cut yourself, you take your authority and you cancel assignments, you, you sever things, you dismantle things in the kingdom of darkness, but you're not going to know this if you don't seek his word. You're not going to know this revelation if you don't seek his presence. You'll just be suffering. I, I think of myself like I was a baby Christian, right, for like 100 years, in, a, in, in this baby, like, what is it called, like a playpen. And you're like trapped in that playpen, and all you see is just what's around you, you know, because why? Because you're eating the milk of the world. You're not eating that meat. You need to eat that meat. You need that nutrition to keep you going. Because if you're just like sucking your thumb, baby Christian, like you're, you're going to stay stuck. You're going to be, you're just going to be stagnant. You're going to hate your life. It's, it's going to be really, really bad because that's how I was. But anyways, so I'm going to talk about being grounded. So I looked up the definition for grounded. It says, well-balanced, sensible, fixed, a foundation to find a basis. Synonyms are based, founded, rested, established. You can't build anything if you don't have a firm foundation. If your foundation is weak, it's going to crumble, right? Um, your foundation is so, so important. So what came to mind was the Colosseum, right, in Europe. Do you guys know where that's at in Italy? It's, uh, <clears throat> it's this building, and it's over like 3,000 years old. Why is it still standing? I looked it up. It says because the foundation was built on these strong materials. Like, it was concrete and like, I don't know, it's like all these different materials, like marble, it's but they're strong. What's it built out of? Right. It's like you step back in time into history. You're like, oh my gosh, like the disciples walked around here. It's amazing. But again, we have to have that firm foundation. We have to be rooted. Um, so going to Matthew 7, 24, 25. It says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise, wise man, wise, which built his house upon the rock. Right? Who's the rock? Jesus. You know, we have to build our, our house, our foundation, our everything around the Word and the Holy Spirit. They are everything, you guys. We can't do this life without them. Mm -hmm. It says you can't do anything. What's that scripture, Christian? You can't do anything without Him? Yeah. It says, uh, do you know it off the top? John chapter 15, and Jesus is talking about how He's the true vine. Yeah. His Father is the vine dresser, and you're the branch. And He yeah. says, you're not connected to me, you can do nothing of yourself. That's it, yeah. So. Yeah, he said, if you're not connected to me, you can't do anything on, on yourself. Right. Nothing on yourself. So Ephesians 2.20, it says, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, prophets with Christ Jesus himself as what? The cornerstone. 
In him, the whole building is fitted together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you two are being built together into a dwelling place for God and his spirit. So because your spirit, you know, you have your spirit, you have Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the spirit of God in Jesus. Holy Spirit is equally God, you guys. He is God in the spirit. It's the spirit of God. It's the breath of God. It's it's God. So it's huge. We're so privileged to have Holy Spirit. We're so privileged that he says he will not leave us nor forsake us. He's in us, you guys. Tap, talk to him. Commune with him. Fellowship with him. Ask him. Any big, huge decision, ask him. Even little decisions, ask him. Ask for his permission. Say, hey, can I do this? Hey, can I buy this? Hey, can I marry this person? Right? Um, be rooted. <laughs> rooted. I looked up the word rooted. It means to be anchored. The underlying support. A basis. The essential core. The heart. So nourishment is absorbed through the roots. So the tree absorbs nourishment through the roots. A synonym is the source, the origin, to be embedded, to be entrenched, to be impacted, to be ingrained, to be fixed. So I looked up, I did some research. Some trees, roots grow up to 20 feet. So right here is probably right here is probably like what? Twelve feet. Yeah. So it's almost like double this. And the world record of longest root is twenty-four feet. So that's the type of tree we want to be, right? We want to have a great foundation, deep, deep roots. Where when the storm comes, we will not be shaken. We will not fall because we are grounded in the root, in the in the word. We're rooted. So I looked up this other tree, I like trees. So um, there's a tree in California, it, it's called Methuselah. It is about 4,800 years old. So I'm gonna read what the article said. It said, uniquely, the tree's roots provide nourishment to the specific section of branches directly above it. This ensures that if a root dies, off due to exposure, only the corresponding segment of the tree is affected, allowing the rest of the to continue to grow. And it also said in the article, it says, nature is resilient and adaptable when properly stewarded. It keeps them healthy and protected. So what came to me was like maybe you know like because we have this this foundation we have all these roots let's say someone in our family dies you know that little segment might come off but guess what because we have such such deep roots we're not going to be shaking that tree's not going to be shaken right it's not gonna it's not gonna fall you know like let's say you lose your job right or you get a divorce I mean, you know, things happen to Christians, right? You're not going to be shaken. You're not going to fall. 
because you're rooted. Those, those roots are healthy. Why? Because you nourish them. You nourish them every day. You, for what? Is it breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Breakfast, lunch. You nourish it with the nutrients. Those roots are healthy. So when that storm comes, you're not going to be shaken. Another thing is, right, this trees in California, it's actually protected, like, because it's so old. But it says in California, there's about 500 active faults, which is our earthquakes, you know, those faults. It says most residents live 30 miles from active faults. So think about this tree, like how many earthquakes, aftershocks, has this tree endured? But it's still living, right? Because why? It's healthy, it's rooted. And I was thinking like, man, like, I mean, that tree, it lives in California, mm-hmm. you know? There's so, they say there's like, I think like 20 earthquakes every day there. It's just, of course, they're not huge, but, but it's very active there. But that's what stood out to me. Um, so I'm asking you, we need to ask ourselves, what are we rooted in? How do we get our wisdom? Do we get it through information? Information's not wisdom. Are we getting it through social media or our news or maybe our friends? That's not, that's not wisdom. We obtain wisdom through the Word and through the Holy Spirit. That's how you obtain wisdom. Not knowledge, not information. That's nothing. That's fleeting. Mm-hmm. That is not the truth. The truth is the Word, and you need Holy Spirit to reveal it to you. Um, we have to be careful. Like, what do protect our ear gate and our um, what is our eye gate? Like, what are you watching? Because mm-hmm. that's all spiritual. Like, what you hear, it's spiritual. It's going to be rooted in you. It's gonna grow roots, and that's how you. Sometimes that's how you get a stronghold, right? You're like, how did this happen? You know, how, how do I have this struggle? How do I, not, why am I dealing with this? Why do I feel like this? It's like, what did you feed on? What are you nourishing yourself with? So Mark 4.17, if you guys want to turn there. It says, I'll, I'll, I'll start reading it. Yeah. It says, and they have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, they immediately stumble. And I like the Amplified. I'll read the Amplified. And they have no real root in themselves, so they only no, wait, so they endure only for a little while. Then when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, immediately they are offended and displeased at being associated with me, which is Jesus, and stumble and fall away. I'm telling you guys, like, you need to not let offense in your in your you need to not be offended. You need to quickly, quickly take care of that. You need to not um, be in unforgiveness because you're opening the door to the devil. Like if you are harsh with someone or sharp or rude, you know what? 
please say, hey, I'm sorry, you know, I apologize, I missed it. Like, even if you have to send a text, you have to make sure you don't open that door. And um, because I'm telling you guys, you guys will fall. You'll fall if, again, you're not rooted in that word. So I want to share this uh, testimony. I don't know if you guys know who Barry Bennett is, but he's a teacher at Andrew Womack Ministries for Karis Bible College. But I guess it was about a year ago he he dealt with cancer. He had cancer, and you know he prayed about it, and he ended up getting he got chemo. But he said even though you know he had he had side effects to the chemo, right? I'm sure he was probably vomiting or whatever didn't feel good. But he said what stood out in that testimony, he had peace through it all. And I was like, that like, whoa, like that, that really ministered to me. And that stuck out to me. And praise God, now he's cancer free. But guess what? He was ready for that storm. He had the word in him. He had a relationship with Holy Spirit. So when that storm came, he did not fall. Yeah, maybe it took a little segment of him or whatever, but guess what, right? All those roots are there. So he was grounded. Um, another scripture, this is pretty much the same scripture, but at the end it says that Jesus is the source. And I love that because Jesus is the source. Who's your source? Is it the news, social media, your friends, or is it him? Is it Holy Spirit? Is it His Word? Who is your source? Where, where are you feeding? So I'm going to read Ephesians 3.16-3.19. It says that He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. faith. That you being what? Rooted and grounded. Rooted and grounded in love. We're talking about love. May be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, length, and depth, and height. To know the love of Christ, which passes all knowledge. His love is surpasses all understanding. That you may be filled with the fullness of God. So however we're gonna how we're gonna stay full, right? What are we gonna be full of? His word, his presence, or you know, what's the alternative? Anxiety, stress, confusion. So one I have another testimony. This guy was in um, he was out in Phoenix and his wife, I think she had an aneurysm. I don't remember the whole story, but she went into a coma from, from almost like, I don't know if it was months. But when a doctor would come, he's like, your wife is not gonna, she's not gonna survive this surgery. You need to, you know, she's gonna die. And he said to, her, to the doctor, she's gonna be fine. Jesus healed her 2,000 years ago. He had this faith that I've never seen, but and every time the doctor, he'd go, oh, you better get ready. She's not, she's going to die. And, a, and the man would say, no, she's going to be fine. Jesus healed her 2,000 years ago. And he, the doctor even told his friend, he's like, hey, you need to talk some sense into this guy and prepare him 
because his wife's going to die. And the friend's like, you don't know this guy. This guy has so much faith. He has been preparing and he has been studying the word and is grounded and rooted in the word. Like, like his faith is like beyond. And, and, and sure enough, the wife was healed. And even for a while, her eye was like crooked. And then the Lord totally restored it. She was healed. But again, why? Because when the storm came, he was ready. He was ready. He didn't wait to, what is it we always say? Like, you can't learn how to swim when you're drowning. Like, you need to be prepared for that storm. You have to be ready when, you know, trials and tribulations come. Because it says they're going to come, you know. Be ready. Um, One more is, one more testimony. I have a couple more, but I'm almost done. Curry Blake, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Curry Blake, but he oversees John G. Lake Ministries, which is a healing ministry. Um, but I, his little daughter died, and he called around to all, like everyone. He couldn't get a hold of any pastors or, or preachers or no one. And so no one was able to pray for his little daughter to come back. But he said, he vowed, he's like, I am, you know, going to be ready and I'm going to be, help people, you know, learn to be, um, so they're healing techs. So he teaches people how to be healing techs. But anyways, so his second daughter died. But this time he knew his authority. He knew his identity in Christ. And he raised her up from the dead and she lived. And he goes, this time I was ready. He goes, I was ready. And that's, that blew me. I was like, whoa, like, man, like he was ready, you know, and that's how we have to be. Okay, so Colossians 2, 5, it says, Therefore, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to walk in him, being what? Rooted, 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 and built up in him. Established in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception, which are based on human tradition and the spiritual forces of the world rather than on Christ. So right there, he's telling me, be rooted, be built up in him. You guys, this is... Do you understand the Holy Spirit is a genius? Like, he's all-knowing. He shows you things to come. Like, he knows everything. So we need to just rely on him and his word. And if you're not full of the word and his presence, you're not going to operate in the overflow. You're not going to experience the overflow. Then that's where you experience, right, the, the fruits of the Spirit. That's when you have the compassion to lay hands on the sick, to see them recovered. You're gonna, if you're not, you're just going to be like self-centered, self-focused. It's going to be me, me, me. But it's when, this is when you're going to see true growth. And this is how you're going to have a heart of the Father for other people. Is if you're fully, fully, full, overflowing, it, it's when you, you're really going to, you're going to be moved by that. I'm telling you. It's a game changer. Um, One more testimony. This was, I I know I've shared this one before, but there was this lady, I heard her testimony. 
and she lost all her three sons, a four-year-old, a 15-year-old, and like a 24-year-old, at different times, different years. And I was like, how do you even live? Like, how do you even go on? But she was so grounded and rooted, and she had a peace that her kids were with the Lord, and she said it's because of the Lord that she, you know, she's able to move on with, with life. And that just ministered to me. I'll never forget that testimony. Like, how is it that that didn't shake her? How is it that she didn't fall? Is it because, again, she was rooted and grounded in him? Mm-hmm. And so just some practical things, right? Like, how do we do that? So the one thing is to meditate on the word. In Psalms 1-3, I'll read it to you guys. It says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or set foot in the paths of sinners or sits in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, which is the word of God. So he delights in the word. And his law or the word He meditates on it day and night, day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, yielding its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, wither, and he prospers in all he does. I love that. Those are one of my favorite scriptures. Um, In Joshua 1.8, it says, The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall read and meditate on it, what, day and night, day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you will make your way, what, prosperous, prosperous, and then you will be successful. See, you're putting the word, and then what, you become prosperous, what, you become successful? That's what he does. So I want to encourage you guys to meditate on your, the word and, and, and you know, create a secret place. Go to your secret place. Make it, like, comfy, like, you know, put pillows, blankets, even if it's a corner in your room, yeah. like play praise and worship, candles, essential oils, like blankets, pillows. Make it, like, where you want to go there, like make tea or coffee. But make it cozy where you want to be with the Lord, right? Because that's what this, the devil wants. He wants to steal the word from you. Mm-hmm. In John 10.10, 10, it says he comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. And he steals the word from you. That's, he wants to distract us, keep us busy. Um, but protect that time. Protect it, protect it. Yeah. I've heard like real successful people. This is like secular people. But they're successful because they read books. And they protect that time. They like read a chapter like every day or something like that from a book, like might be a biography of another millionaire or successful person. But that's how they do it. Imagine how much more should we do it with the Word of God? Like we should protect that time no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like athletes protect their time, what, like working out? Like you can't mess with them. Like they protect that, and that's how we should too. We should guard that no matter what. Like no matter what. Um, I think that is it. That's it? Yeah. Really good. Let's go around the applause, guys. Come on. Thank you. You did amazing. Thank you. Glory to God. That's awesome. Thank you, guys.
Thank you. You did wonderful. Okay. Wonderful. Well, I want to share real quick, not to even add on, but what I pulled out of the message was this, that <clears throat> how she said when she lost her life, she found it. And it says in the word of God, Whoever's, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will reap bountifully. And the Lord said, that's the same with your life. You sow your whole life, you're going to reap out of it. So I think what happens as, as Christians, we kind of just do 50-50 with the Lord. Well, 50-50 serve, like you said, you served and you did all this stuff, but you weren't, you weren't fully in. So you never saw the full manifestation of that benefit of serving the Lord wholeheartedly. Also, another thing that I pulled out of this message was she was talking about being trees of righteousness. That's what we're called, to be trees of righteousness, to bear good fruit. And a bad tree can't bear, excuse me, cannot bear uh, good fruit. And a good tree can't bear bad fruit, right? It's, it's connected to the source. And then the Lord told me when you were talking about that Methuselah tree, the Lord's like, well, yeah, that's great if, you're, if your roots are 20 miles. But if they're an inch deep, if they're an inch deep, it's not going to be good. Because a storm will come, and it will uproot that whole system. So the thing is, the key is to be rooted, but be deeply rooted. We had a huge microburst called Class 1, or is it Class 1 tornado, pretty much? Tornado. tornado. It uprooted those huge eucalyptus trees. The, literally, the, the, the tree stump is probably twice the size of my fireplace mm -hmm. around. And it knocked it down in a severe storm, and there was only one eucalyptus tree that remained. And the thing is, I really believe that that root system was deeper than the other ones. Because the same storm came in the same place at the same time. Mm -hmm. Two fell, one remained. And who are you, are you going to be that wise virgin that collects the oil now, that has the reservoir of oil now? Or are you going to be looking for it when it's too late, you can't buy, the, the bridegroom is coming and already came? So I think what you covered was, was incredible. Um, yeah, you, you, you have to be connected to the source, which is Jesus. And I know we hear that a lot, right? We're like, well, yeah, Christian, duh. Like, I'm a Christian. Like, I, like, I love Jesus. Da, da, da. Your life should prove it. Your actions should prove it. How you think should prove it. How you react to certain situations should prove it. What do you do in the midst where everyone's going chaos? Do you follow them? Or are you the chain breaker in the room? That's like, no, no, no. I have Jesus. We, we, let's, let's battle. Let's do this. And the thing is, like you said, prepare now. Prepare now before that storm comes. I, I hear a lot of people is when they need healing, when it's right now. They need deliverance right now. Or someone's going to die right now. Why didn't you not prepare? Why did you not go seek the Lord? Right? That, I mean, this makes you question. We all have the same capability. Right? We all have the same access. He has no favorites. So be wise. Be wise.
Um, and isn't that one of the keys for you to operate in the power? Is what? Oh, that's 100%. 100%. You'll never have power. You'll never have power. Trust me. Um, I get a lot of people sometimes ask me, well, how do you have the power? How do you have it? And I said, I paid the price for it. I sacrificed my life for it. I'm continuously sacrificing my life. And once I stop, that power will go. I know it will. I've seen it with other ministers. They had it, had it, had it, and boom. I'm like, what, what happened? That's the thing, guys, is that um, this is an everyday seeking the Lord. And, oh, I'm going to say one thing, too. People are really good at fasting. But a lot of people are good at fasting not praying. And a lot of people are good at fasting not reading the word. Everyone fasts away. That power, you have to pay the price for that power. There is fasting and praying and intimacy. And this don't do it. You got to see the thing is you might have that motive to go in and do it. But that motive will change the longer you be with him. And then once you stop caring, he'll give it to you. I've seen it too many times. I know how the Lord operates. I've seen it. Once I stop caring, he's like, cool, all right, I got you. And then he puts it on me, and I'm like, really? (laughs) Like, it's always like that. I'm telling you. And the thing is, don't fast from prayer. Why I'm saying is that because people are so good at staying away from praying, staying away from their word, staying away from communion with the Lord, staying away from worshiping the Lord, staying away from the fellowship of other believers, that's where you're going to get in really dangerous territory. I'm telling you. You will fall victim. You'll fall victim to either temptation, Mm -hmm. false teachers, Mm -hmm. false prophets. Um, You'll fall into temptation of your own flesh and what your flesh wants. You will even fall into familiar spirits because you really don't know Holy Spirit. And if you know the nature of the Holy Spirit, you'll be like, whoa, 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 that something right there is off. And you'll catch it and you'll bring it before the Lord and then you'll test that spirit. That's why we we share this stuff because we've been through it or we're currently going through it. And what you've shared is because you've seen your life dramatically change once you started implementing this. How does one be a Christian for 40 years and then one year everything changes? Because mm-hmm. she, she did it. Mm-hmm. She paid. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is enough. This, what, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. This is enough. Mm-hmm. Once you get sick and tired, I guess you will change. And I, that's what we're trying to help you guys is that we've all, we've all, you know, everyone you come and talk to, they're like, oh, I'm a Christian. Me and God, we're, we're homies. We're good. Are you, though? Do you really know him? I see you wear that cross, but do you know him? Do you know him? Does he know you? So, something to really think about. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and I guess we you just don't see that because you've already given up 
before or haven't went further with the Lord. Um, the thing is, too, if you're not really um, rooted in him, you're going to give up and you're going to quit because you don't have the strength. You don't have the source yes. to revitalize you, mm -hmm. to encourage you, to strengthen you, to give you peace, to give you joy. I'm telling you, half the stuff I do, I can't do. Really, though. I mean, I can do a lot of my strength. But it comes to a place where I'm like, like, you got to drag me. Like, you literally have to drag me because I'm just overwhelmed. I'm too tired. I have too much on my plate. But that's when you have to get in the presence of the Lord. The Lord, it says the, it says the, the presence of the Lord is the fullness of your joy, right? To be in his presence. But... What I also want to say, and I, like, like you did an amazing job, and I, like I said, what I got out of it was that there's going to be a coming of a time where someone is going to test your faith. Someone's going to test what you really believe in. Mm -hmm. Someone's going to be like, okay, let's see if you really are a Christian. Because I'm telling you, these days are getting darker. Mm -hmm. And if you're not rooted and you're not grounded now, you will fall. You will bow to those false idols. You will, bow, you will fall to those false gods. There will, there will be many Christians that get the mark of the beast. I'm telling you. I'm telling you now, there will be many. There will be many. And you think, oh, no, no, I'm not going to get deceived. Well, how, how do you know if you're not deceived right now? I'm telling you. I had to do 21 days of Daniel fasting and praying to be like, wow, I was deceived even though I was preaching, mm -hmm. even though I was in my word. Even John and Ezekiel says, even the elect will be deceived. Mm -hmm. You have to be ready now. This is what John and Ezekiel said. He's like, if you don't pray for two to three hours a day, you will be deceived. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to go see him uh, next month. So I, w I really want to see him. Like, am I going to be able to be in a 12-hour conference? Like, just let's see what you got. You'll, that's going to be, that's like a, that's a workout. <laughs> that is training in the spirit. And you're going to, yeah, and we're going to be fasting and praying. I'm going to go with some people that are part of MRGM, and we're going we're gonna to get at it. We're going to see a move of God, I know for sure. That's why the enemy's been really at our case, but. What I want to say to you guys is that <clears throat> that you got to get rooted. Got to be grounded now. Don't sever yourself. You're the one that severs yourself from the vine. Yep. And once you become so dry rotted and bearing no fruit, then the Lord has no other choice but to cut you off and throw you into the fire. Read John 15. Read John 15. <laughs> so let's give uh, mom another round of applause thank you Jesus thank you Mihai does anyone need prayer for anything you're a great preacher thank you for all your testimony you were amazing good good anybody else need any prayer for anything anything Kevin, you want to pray us out in prayer? Mm -hmm. Here, go ahead.
Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the word that was preached here today, Father God. I pray that everybody here and under the sound of my voice takes this word to heart, Father God. And I pray that they know that they got to get rooted, and not just only rooted, Father God, but deeply rooted into a relationship with you and into your word, Father. That they don't wait too too late, Father God. That they don't wait till the storm comes, Father God. That they're prepared. That they have everything that they need, Father God, to go into the storm, Father God. And that they go smiling into the storm because they know victory is on the other side, Father God. Lord, we just thank you for everything that was said here today, Father God. All the scriptures that were shared and testimonies, Father God. That I pray that we're able to meditate on these scriptures later on after today, Father. That, Lord, we pray for a heads of protection over each and every person here and under the sound of my voice. That, Father God, we pray that you lead us in the direction that you would have us go for Wilcox, Father God. That you bring in the finances, Father God. That you bring in the supplies, Father God. That you bring in the laborers for us, Father God. And that you bring those that need to hear the word, Father. That, Lord, we just thank you for everything that you've done for us, continue to do. We pray that you bless us in our jobs, in our health, Father God. And that we're able to reach those that are around us in our jobs as well, Father. And we just give you all the honor, glory, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, thank you. See, and the thing is, when you, when you keep pulling, Holy Spirit keeps revealing. So I'm still pulling on that anointing that you were preaching because, and what he said too, is that when we see, when, you know how a storm comes? It just doesn't come out of nowhere. You see it coming. And Jesus said, know the signs of my coming. Matthew 24, read Matthew 24, and it talks about the signs of his coming. There will be wars, rumor of wars, right? Pestilence, natural disasters, right? There will be great falling away. Well, wake up, everybody. Wake up. And the thing is, too, I like what you said. It's going into that storm with joy, right? Jesus said that he looked at the cross and it was the joy set before him. It was the joy set before him. He was waiting to get on that cross. And I have to retract my words because I'm like, Lord, you weren't depressed. You didn't have anxiety. You might have He might have had the emotion of maybe the stress. But if it says the joy was set before him, then that means he can't be depressed. Mm-hmm. He has joy. Right. Because, you, you know, we, we misinterpret like he's a man of sorrows, a man of grief. But really what the Lord showed me is that it, that wasn't him. He was carrying it for everybody else. Mm-hmm. That wasn't his attitude going to it. So I retract my words for, for saying that because we tend to hear that. Right. But really, he didn't because I was listening in Luke, how he had like, or was it Mark? No, it was Luke. How he had drops of blood in, in the Garden of Gethsemane. But he's not like, not thy will, but your will. But I think it was just a pressure of what he was carrying. I mean, you think sin is heavy when you're in it? Imagine carrying the world's sin upon your flesh. Your body's going to, like, it, it can't even contain it. You know what I mean? So, also... uh there was one other thing that you said. Oh, I want to I want to mention this. Um I'm going to start I don't know how I'm going to do it. But I feel like the Lord wants me to raise up ministers 
And I think people want to learn how to preach. And if you're interested in learning how you want, like learning how to preach, contact me, let me know, and we'll, we're going to make something happen. I want, I'm not going to say we're going to start this year, but maybe the beginning of, of next year. Because preaching is just as important. Now, I'm not saying to get a crowd, but preaching is what God has commissioned you to do, to preach the gospel. And a lot of people don't know how to do it. But you got to have the word. So we'll, I'll kind of break that down. Like I said, I had to learn by being hands-on and doing it. So if you're interested, let me know. You know, I, I have a little bit of experience preaching, you know, in different settings. And also now I have that privilege of pre preaching internationally. When you have translators, like, have you ever, do you know how to preach? You just don't read your whole thing. They can't translate it. You got to, like, you, but you got to flow with the Holy Spirit. So it's the stuff that maybe if you guys are interested, by all means. So um, but that's all we have for today. God bless you guys. Until next time. Thank you, Miho. God bless all right. you. All right. Goodbye, guys. Bye-bye.